right, everybody. Episode number three, the All Elite Murder Theater Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I hope everyone had a great holiday. Good morning, Chris. Good afternoon, Chris. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. It's good. How you guys doing? Doing, doing good. Doing good. How, Miss Tammy? How are you? Tammy is doing great. <laughs> and a happy holiday. Happy, happy AEW week and is ready to roll. Exactly, exactly. We are now post-holiday bash. I don't know. You know, we'll get into that soon. I don't know if it's everything I expected it to be. We'll get everybody's opinion as it comes around. I mean, I'm seeing the head shaking, so I'm thinking that same thing along the lines. I was expecting a little bit more, but um, I guess we'll get into it. But first of all, let's go. Let's get into the dark elevation. Let's get into dark. We'll just touch on those really quickly, and then we'll start really talking about Dynamite and Rand Page. Um, I thought that, you know, we're going to go through our questions. We'll start with Tammy on this week's Dark and Dark Elevation. New talent. Who do you think the best new talent was? Jobber? You started with me. I told oh, you not right, to. Maybe. But... Okay. All right. We'll go to Chris then. Viewers, we weren't recording yet when that conversation happened, but right. I was told I wasn't going to go first, but I am. Right. So here it is. All right. right. Best new talent. <laughs> not that I don't know. I think. Uh, not I think that one. Hmm? Go ahead. I think Dark and Elevation had a, a lot of good ones this week. Actually, I agree. Like, it actually, I had, I actually, I don't know what Rage's talking about with all the holiday stuff, but uh, there was some really fun moments. I really like Dark and Dark Elevation the most this week. So my questions were hard for me to answer. Um, I really like Willow. I think we're all in agreement that Willow is badass, and we Willow want to Nightingale. Willow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's best new talent for me. But a nod to Maddie and Robin Renegade too. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed them. You know. I think I have a soft spot for Maddie when we saw her at the taco festival in Jacksonville, right. but also I think she always does a good job. She's creative, but Robin impressed me. So, but Willow, ha- I ha- if I have to pick, I'm going to pick Willow. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's hard sometimes. Uh, Storyline push. I might be out of order with my questions, but. Um, well, we were going to go around the room on the new talent. Oh, one question, question at a time. Okay, that's better. Let's do that. Okay. I am passing it on to the next person. All right, Chris, go ahead, man. What, who did you think the best new talent was? Not non-star of AEWs, in case your listeners are catching us on, this, on the third episode. I think we're calling it new talent. New talent. Some people call them jobbers. No, we're, we're not using that the the non featured wrestler. So go on, Chris. Um, this is tough for me. I had like a lot of things marked and little other extra side notes. Ah, uh, so first of all, Bear Country. Uh, I know you've you've been talking about those guys for a little bit, Rafe. Man, I after this week. I'm a huge fan of theirs. Um, I think they're awesome, but I don't, that's not really an unknown for me this week. So I know I agree with you on that too. I love bear country, but yeah, they, they've been, they're not new, new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I really liked, uh, George Joel. I really liked Julius Coleman. Uh, there was a lot of people that I thought were cool. Um, I actually, I think, I think for anybody watching that wants to see some new talent, go watch both of the darks from this week. They were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. Well, my, when I'm looking at that, you know, I thought it was really cool. The fact that they gave Maddie Rinkowski an intro, 
They don't really, if you noticed on that, not all of the people, the opponents to say had intros. Okay. She was probably the only one that had an intro. So I think that that's pretty cool because that means hopefully they're going to push her a little bit more and get her into that women's mix. Right. Which is much, I mean, I think, you know, the more women wrestlers, the better. And I think she's a talented wrestler. I For think sure. that Willow's great too. And I think that La yep. Rosa Negra that we we kind of missed on her. I thought she was really yep. good. Yeah, you thought, see what I'm saying though? It's yeah. very easy to go down the list of all these performers right. and say, this was excellent. This was excellent. Yeah. This was mm-hmm. excellent. Yeah. You're, you're right about Maddie. I had, I, she was super clean, very right. like professional. Um, and then, and then there was like, it's, you know, if you go down the list, it's one after another of all these fantastic talents. I honestly think dark and elevation were better this week. Certainly better than rampage. Um, And I think, I think even dynamite was a little lackluster. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. An agreement. Well, what I meant when I said that dark was okay, was the fact that it really didn't, it it had some storyline, but usually sometimes they weigh a little bit more heavy on storylines for like the dynamite and the rampage. That's really what I meant to say for that. Uh, I didn't think I thought it was extremely entertaining, entertaining. But as far as like it was it felt like maybe we were maybe dark and dark elevation were introducing some maybe some new storylines coming in or, you know, they weren't kind of focusing on that. They were just looking at the talent and the matches in general. I thought, first of all, I thought the matches in general were really fun. I thought they were really entertaining. I thought it was great to see some of these new people coming in. It was great to see Jorah coming in for, you know, we haven't seen him in a while, you know, I mean, you know, he usually gets picked on by the HFO and all that stuff. So it's cool that he was getting involved in there. Um, I thought, um, but as far as like storyline was concerned that related to the bigger formats, the, you know, the stuff that's on TBS and dynamite and all that stuff. I didn't think that those storylines were quite there, but I'm hoping that it, it might set up the new ones. And then, of course, you know, your promo and the Sunny Kiss and the Joey Janela, uh, you know, that's going to culminate, which is going to be pretty cool. So that should be very fun. Um, of course, you know, Rankowski, I thought Rankowski was great. I thought Khan was real good. You know, that, that one match against Andrade, he was he that that was a good match. Yeah, um, I literally wrote down Khan looks fantastic. He's right. a serious contender. Exactly. And so I guess that goes on and I'll start with the second question. I didn't really think too much pushed the storylines for the next, for like either Wednesday or Friday night. And you guys may have a different opinion of it. You may have seen something differently. What is your thoughts, Tammy? Uh, Well, first of all, I just want to circle back around real quick and say that I also had made good notes on, um, what what was the guy's name you just mentioned? Now I have all these notes and I lost him. Jorah? Or Khan. Uh, Khan? Was there somebody named Khan? Yeah, he wrestled yeah, Andrade. Andrade fight. Uh, okay. I'm getting all my notes confused, but I did make a note about that he gave a good match. And also, I wanted to give a shout out. I don't understand these notes completely anymore, but Leo, Leo, Leroy Patterson, I put that he's unique. His butt crack was out, and negative one was entertaining me. Something new and campy and fun. So I don't want to, like... I know we're only half supposed to have one answer, but I, I just feel like the dark and dark eleva- elevation this week was more entertaining to me. So I put a shout out to that and another shout out to Maddie Rankowski. I noticed that you got a haircut. 
your hair looks good both ways, but I want you to notice, I noticed that you were like bringing a little bit of a different look. You know, you didn't have the hound's tooth on. I like it. I like both outfits, but I think we should notice these things. People put effort and planning into them and I am here to recognize you for that. Okay, so the next question was what? What pushed the storyline? And okay. I think I, 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 I kind of answered that. I actually myself. had a lot of like uh, little storyline notes. Um, one is um, the nepotism with the gun club Brock thing. Right. That was Well, a that's a new storyline. I'd like to see that bleed over into maybe a dynamite or a rampage. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that and then the, and the Sunny Kiss promo pushed it. And then um, there might have been something else. But again, I have so many notes here from what is what. So, hmm, let's see. No, I think that's mainly the main ones that stood out. I don't think the rest is worth mentioning. Sorry for that pause. It's so boring to have it, but it's... It what, did, what did you okay. think, Chris? What, what, what Did you think anything particular pushed the storyline that I might have missed when I was writing down my notes or we might have missed? Are we talking about just for Dark and Dark Elevation as Correct. far as... Yes. Main, like, as far as main show storylines being continued? Are we talking about storylines that might just be for dark and elevation well that's so, a good point i have an i don't have an answer but i have something to weigh in on that i don't know but the reason i came up with that question is because i feel like maybe some of the people that are listening i don't know if they watch that stuff or got to see it so if there's something that will kind of be a, a storyline push for the larger shows like dynamite blah, 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 dynamite and rampage i thought we should mention it maybe they didn't catch i don't think everyone watches dark and dark elevation so oh, I, I figured not. if i put that question in if there was like a something new to the storyline that will carry over then i thought we should maybe mention it here so they're caught up but if you have a different thing that you want to mention i think you should and that's the best i have whatever you all think so one thing I'm going to say that was tied in between uh, Dark, Dark Elevation and what could be happening in the future, um, the Hardy family office was rather busy this week. Ooh, and yes. um, the match with, uh, what was it? It was uh, the Hardys guys versus Dark Order. It was 10 versus somebody. I didn't even write down who it was. It was Hardy the Blade and Isaiah versus Isaiah. Fino Grayson Isaiah. and 10. Okay. Yeah. So something that I put in there that was, you know, the match was okay. Uh, but the, uh, so the whole thing that Matt Hardy has done coming into AEW right at the start of a pandemic, right? His gimmick was not a empty arena gimmick. So he had to change that gimmick immediately. He kind of went back and forth with some of his older gimmicks, his newer gimmicks, um, and he's mixing things up. And now I notice he's doing the delete thing again a lot, like Broken Matt Hardy, Woken Matt Hardy. If you don't know about it, check it out. Um, I think that character, this is a good time to bring it back. And it just so happens that his brother Jeff is now a free agent. Uh, so we're looking at either 30 day, 60 day or 90 day. I haven't looked at the contract details yet, but I really think Jeff's coming to AEW. I think we're going to see some Hardy Boys action in one way or another. It might just be the Hardys. It might be the Hardy Boys. It might be matt and jeff it might be willow and broken matt we don't know uh i really want to see what's going to happen with that because that's definitely main show worthy um as far as stuff that pushed for this week you guys brought it up twice the sunny kiss joey janela thing 
Who was with Joey Janela during that segment? Kayla Rossi. Who is that? She when did she I'm start? So excited for her. She when did is, she start running around with Janela? She started running around with Janela when we saw them in um, in Jacksonville way over the summer. It, okay. And she I was, was kind of like, like he's been off of TV for a while. Am I wrong about that? He's been off of TV. The gimmick that they're pushing is that she's getting him in shape. Like she's like the trainer bodyguard. Oh. And she comes um, in and hits people with chairs and stuff at the end and kind of I I could see an intergender match happening with her she, and Sunny. She's done she's run some interference against the Sunny Kiss matches. If you've ever noticed, she's done some flips on top of Sunny Kiss. And like in, in this mm-hmm. like previous matches in between, um, she's like she's like a bodybuilder and she's getting him okay. in shape. So that's the storyline. Okay. I, think I, that, I didn't but, understand why she was just there. So I'm like, okay, this is a cool promo and stuff, right. but what the hell is this lady doing here? And also, uh, Janela was like, I'm trying to be more like Tammy and not be so negative when I say things. Right. Um, so he didn't, I, I don't think he really planned what he was going to say when he went out there. It sounded very off the cuff and very like sporadic and kind mm. of, it didn't really sell me on the story at all. No. But they have no. this great history, Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss, right? Yep. I yep. don't feel like it's getting the kind of build that it could. Right. Yeah, it could be really epic. Yeah, because the, the the dynamite we watched, and I think there was an element we were they were they were doing the dark elevation in the dark when we taped it. Back when this is when Malachi Black made his debut. That's the show we saw. Right. And Janela and Sonny came out. It's that was the moment that Janela turned on Sonny. That was when, remember that, Tammy? We were there. Yes, actually, because we're new listeners, viewers, whoever you're getting this information. So we don't like, that's why I appreciate Chris. He knows a lot more than we do, but we were completely fresh. So we were, I mean, we were only like a 30 days into this new obsession. And, and, and Sonny came out and, 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 and Joey basically attack them like just like, like, and we had never yeah. seen either one of them so we didn't know what was going on so and then like sunny didn't even make it down the ramp and it yeah. was all sabotage i didn't know what was going on that was our first introduction to both of them yeah professional so it, wrestling is awesome isn't it yeah and then we hadn't we never even saw sunny wrestle until like months after that and then once i saw sunny wrestle i'm like obsessed i like yes i i'm here for any thing that's going to go down that's going to drive that storyline because um they're amazing with their acrobatics and their physical ability and i was like wow that's exciting so that's why i'm so pumped up when i see it even if they're being messy about the promo i just want to get it going and see some matches because i'm amazed and i'm really excited about that lady because she's really badass and cool and i just think and i and because she's jumped in and attacked some of the men I don't see enough of the women attacking men and men attacking women. I think everyone's a little scared of that, but you know what? They're professionals. There's no reason to be scared. They know what they're doing, you know, let them do it. And, and I would, and I would attack a man. We all know it's happened. Okay. It was a long time ago, listeners and viewers. I'm an old lady now. Don't worry. Okay. The statute of limitations is up on that, but anyways, it's more realistic. Some of us, you know, we don't care what your gender is. You know, it's like, let's see this because if you can, Hey, if you can stand up and, and do, do the, do the uh, job, then you can do the job. So let's see it. Let's see yeah, this happen. Let's I think, can we get I a hashtag Ross- going here or whatever the kids do now to get shit going? 
Yeah, I think Kayla Ross is going to have no problem picking up a 250-pound man and chucking him. I mean, she's she's got the power. So I think it's going to be exciting. So if they do pull the intergender stuff in, and it's, that's going to be cool. I mean, it's all over the Internet. You see that everywhere on the underground. I mean, they might as well introduce it, I mean, at this point. So, I mean, I think it's it'll be cool. They don't really shy away cool from it. They know about it. Right. I think I think at AEW, I don't think they shy away from it yet. I just don't think they've really had a good enough storyline to take it there yet. Okay. I think they're starting to build. Well, they were for a little bit building a couple different things where it looked like different parts of different factions were going to get involved, and like the bunny had beef with some dudes, and there was some other stuff happening. But it never, none of it really comes to fruition. I don't know if that's just because the storylines don't work, or if it's because. You know, they've got other things they want to move on to. I don't think it's something where they're purposely avoiding it anymore, at least right. not an AEW. Well, see, now, and I think that this avenue with Janela and Sunny Kiss is going to be the doorway that opens this up. I mean, it seems like it. I mean, it's, it could it be wrong. Potential to do it if yeah. they're creative enough to walk through that door. Exactly. And that's I mean, what we'll see. If we're talking about that, I could see Chris Statlander turning on all of best yes. friends. And right. just manhandling every single one of them and throwing them around like dolls. You know what all, I mean? All of them. Yeah. She is so powerful. Yeah. I'm here um, for every minute of it. Yeah, I would love to see that. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, I think that seems to be inevitable. You know what I mean? So um, but so let's get let's get past this last thing in dark. One more we'll thing if we're talking. Y'all are frozen. Am I frozen? You're I'm good. Frozen. Okay. You're good. So the last the thing last word on intergender. Okay. I would love to still see Julia Hart kick Caster in the face. I, I think we yeah. deserve that. I think I was like, we all deserve that moment. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's, I just had to add that. Okay. So we all, now deserve, we're, we all deserve more of that storyline period. Period. <laughs> Absolutely. We do. We do. We do. We do deserve that because that's, that was, that was a controversy and it felt, felt like it didn't have an ending and it needs like we're, some type of ending. I think we'll get there. Well, we probably will. There's been a lot going on with all the new signings and all that stuff. So there's there's a lot. I mean, it can go deep and it's going to last a while, which is really cool. Exactly. The undisputed era. <laughs> so, but most memorable, we're going to our last question on this is most memorable uh, match of the night. I, I mean, I, I had a tie. I thought Chaos Project versus Bear Country was a lot of fun. I love Bear Country. I've loved them. You know, when they first came out and we saw them live, I love the music. I love their whole vibe. It's like just nice to see the big dudes like that can pick each other up and throw each other around like that, which is awesome. And then, of course, the the 10 versus Leroy Pat Patterson was just hysterical because that was just like a funny com- comedic act. But those two were the ones that stuck out for me for the, for this week on Monday and Tuesday. Who'd you have, Tammy? Um, mine might be boring to everyone. Well, the reason I didn't put Best New Talent as La Rosa, Rosa Negro is because I put as one of the standout matches with Velvet. So, okay. I don't know. I wanted to give her that. I thought it was really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. I don't, you know, if it was the best match of the whole two nights, but I enjoyed it a lot and wanted to put that as my standout match. And for some reason I wrote, like, basically I thought, I think like, I don't think you agree with me on this, Chris, but I really liked everything Isaiah was involved in this week. I thought he was a lot of fun and all of the dynamics and the different people he fought. I thought all those matches were good because there was like Dark Order and 
I don't know who this Carly person is, but I enjoyed it. And I like, to me, those are the ones that when I looked back on my notes, they, it seemed like I was enjoying in the moment. I like Isaiah's phone. He makes his phone calls. I like his phone calls with his Oh, no, I missed the shots, shots, shots with his tag team partner a lot, but you Mark know. Wong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think private parties making their presence known again. I think it won't be long before we see more of them. Right. What's, what match stuck out for you, Chris? So based on everything you guys said, I'm going to go left a little bit. Um, I, I'm going to go back to um, George Ole and Julius Coleman. Okay. That was, that a, was really a good match. match. I, I, I really enjoyed that one. They both, they both impressed me on that. Um, I don't have a lot to say about it. It was a good, solid, strong, quick match. It felt like something I could watch very easily. Yeah, I, I put it was like a big power match. Like, like it was like a display of power. And yeah. they were kind of throwing their power around, showing how how strong they both were. And then, so yeah, I thought that that was a fun match as well. And I have uh, I have two more honorable mentions for sure. the for Dark and Dark Elevation, and then I'm, I'm done talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. One was Shalance Royal, Royale. I don't know how you say mm-hmm. her last name. The one that did the operatic, like, singing, like, constantly yes. in her match that was hilarious it was fantastic and the fact that she was able to do that that's some serious breath control um <laughs> running around like that and then still belting those out every couple of minutes um the other thing i wanted to bring up was uh matt Sidal because okay. matt Sidal is so underrated and such a fantastic performer and they're i i really don't feel like he's on tv enough anymore um I don't, I guess he kind of got bumped out of the main storylines on the big shows. And then I haven't really seen much of him. I want to see more. I love Matt Seidel. And I think, you know, that could be the reason because of his brother getting hurt. You know, they were tag teaming for a while. We saw him tag teaming live, you know, uh, and, um, you know, we, we saw them against, I believe we saw them against the Lucha brothers, uh, you know, when when we saw them live and, you know, I always thought that they were great. I mean, I thought that was, and I definitely agree with you hundred percent. They're completely underrated as far as that's concerned. Um, But I think maybe that has to do with the fact that his brothers hurt and they were, it was more of, they were trying to develop that as a tag team storyline and not so much as a single storyline. Cause then they paired him with Dante. Remember that they paired him with Dante for a little while. He had a few matches with him. And then all of a sudden they signed Leo rush. And then where's Matt Seidel, right? Matt Seidel has got to wrestle against him now to like, try to incorporate this storyline that, Leo Rush has taken over the management for him. You know what I mean? So it was this kind of right. like, I thought that that was kind of an afterthought. I'm, I'm with the fact that they, they, they gave him a main match on dark. I believe it was. Then I think that's, that's saying that, okay, they might be pushing him back into it and getting him into yeah. it a little bit more. So I hope so, because man, he's, I think he's up there with all the rest of those high flying guys, like without a doubt. That guy's a star. He's yeah, absolutely yeah. dark and uh, he's so experienced too. I can't imagine he's got, you know, a ton of lifetime left with that career. Um, so I'd like to see him do a little something. Uh, I mean, he's a good shape for his age. So, I mean, he really is. So I think he can, he can last if he's, if he takes care of himself. Uh, but it seems like his brother's prone to injury. So if they're trying to do that tag team deal, that could, you know, probably hurt him in the long run, but, 
Yeah. Um, I'm hoping to see him. I mean, I hated to see him in that one Wardlow thing where Wardlow's just power bombing him that one that one week. And so, you know, I didn't th- I thought that was unnecessary to use Matt Seidel in that way. Uh, yeah. But that's, of course, that's my opinion. I'm not, I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not a billionaire Tony Khan that can write these storylines. Right. Even though I, I can't complain about the storylines, I think this is all extremely fun and entertaining. I'm not knocking it, yeah. but I just think that, I think Seidel would be great with a mix. If maybe, maybe this could be something where they pair him with uh, Leo now that leo is going to go against you know ftr ftw or you know what i mean and go against that whole that whole sanction there which would be cool you know what i mean so who knows we'll we'll, we'll see how that works out but um i agree i think matt side is a little bit underrated so um yeah. so tim any any last thoughts or anything on dark yeah, i just put one word on that match and i okay. don't know why colorful it was it was a colorful match that's all i put on it but I do agree. I agree that this was a good dark. This was a good dark elevation. They were fun matches. They were uh, nothing seemed awkward. Everybody seemed pretty smooth. They seemed like they were catching the rhythm with all of them. You know, no match. It was just like, oh, that's a bad match. I never even even thought of that. I thought they were all entertaining matches. And um, uh, but, you know, how they're going to develop in the storylines. Cool. I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I have a feeling that Tony Khan is making, going to make dark have its own story path with that. Right. As, it would be as, cool. Cause they have two separate nights that they yeah. could incorporate to make that all kind of one fluid, almost, almost. So the, one of the other companies, you know, they have their developmental brand. Maybe dark can go that route and just have its own storylines and, you know, all the stars that are on dark are like the up and comers. Then you keep the other two shows for the people that everybody knows already. I think it could work. Um, It is a formula that has worked before. And I think a lot of these people deserve their own show because they're not getting the TV time on, you know, dynamite and they're not going to get it on rampage anytime soon. So it would be nice to have a real platform for some bigger stories to happen with all these underutilized people. Exactly. And I think they're going to have to go that route. And if they, because just because of all the stars they're signing and you know, you know, that there's going to be more of them. I mean, it's yeah. inevitable. And so I think that the people that help develop AEW are going to need a platform. So go ahead, Tammy. Well, yeah. I have a question. Maybe you can answer it, Chris. I don't understand what the difference between dark and dark elevation is. So originally there was only one show. I don't know if they had planned to have both shows originally when okay. they started doing dark. Uh, Dark Elevation came a little bit later and it was like a, a second addition. Uh, and I think that might have been when they started just their roster was growing a lot mm. and they needed another another not so necessary. So the thing I like about Dark and Dark Elevation is they feel like TV shows, but obviously they're not on TV. Right. Um, now, if you have YouTube on your TV, then you can watch it on TV, which is what most people do now. Um, so it's it's almost to me, it's it's another TV show that doesn't have the same eyes that cable would. So it allows these younger folks to come in or these underutilized folks, they may not necessarily always be young um, and they get to come in and kind of do their thing and get ready for the big show. Uh, However, I I think it could, it could still, I think there's still more that can come from that. Um, And when they added that second night, the fact that it's Monday and Tuesday, I don't think that's a coincidence. I think it's like, okay, we've got this amount of time with everybody here. 
we need to do these a certain day and then we need to focus the rest of the week on this other stuff mm-hmm. um and it, it really i think it's just it's helping them prepare future people um I, I don't think if their roster hadn't grown as much as it had in the last two years i don't think i don't think they'd still have both of those okay i agree and i think and i also noticed this when I'm watching these matches and I see somebody on dark, let's say Thunder Rosa, I'll just give you an example, Thunder Rosa. She will more than likely be wrestling a person that has a body type or weight like the person she's about to wrestle on national television. Right. So, And I've seen that with the men too. So I've seen the men go against guys that are kind of the matchup of the bigger match. So it's kind of like a, a practice run on live television in a way. And that's, that's, you know, a dark match is a match that happens in front of people and it's not televised. Right. That's what the term is. Um, So for that's, that's pretty much what these shows are supposed to be for. They're supposed to be dark matches and they are because they're taped before and after the the live event shows. Um, So I think, I think it's important to, I, I almost want to I want to say to like move one of them to like maybe a Saturday or something like that um that way there's a little bit of space between them mm-hmm. and then you can kind of you can kind of have a little if you if you make them a like a like an attached thing then you have a way to really weave these stories as like weeks go on mm-hmm. um otherwise if they're going to keep it how it is now it almost feels like four different shows Right. Where I think dark and elevation could be their own thing and just a multi-segment thing during the week. What were you going to say, Tammy? I would like to test the viewers, listeners, however people are getting this. I would like them to test out your theory and let us know if they notice similar body types and things like that to mat- to bigger matches. I would like to test it out. If you so do that, leave in the observant people in. who like to do that sort of thing, please. Let us know in the comments if you notice that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think to add to that, you also you don't tend to see the stars end up on those shows unless they've got something coming up. Right. Exactly. Cool. All right. So we're going to put an end to those two. And that's looking forward to next week because obviously that's going to be the Janela kiss culmination, which will be cool. And um, and then, of course, you know, we'll we'll we're going to be at the live taping of the one on Tuesday and then dynamite Wednesday. So I'll have some footage for you, for you all to look at that. So that'll be fun, but let's get into this. Let's get into the holiday bash. <clears throat> okay. The Which first match. I have all my notes. Can you help me out here? Sure. Is that the dynamite 1222? Yep. Got it. Holiday bash. The first match of the night, the match of the night, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. And I think that really, which was the CM Punk, Sting, and Darby Allen versus MJF and Detroit and uh, FTR. Now, that was a great match. I mean, hands well, that down. Was, that was the main event, wasn't it? No, oh, yeah, that was the main event. So, we're, we're, well, we opened up with Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy. That's right. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay, so we're I'm getting ahead of myself. He's getting ahead of myself. Oh, um, no, that's okay. You're absolutely right about that being the match of the night for sure. Yeah, it was definitely the match night. So Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy. I'll let Chris start this one off. Give us your thoughts. Let's go with that. Okay. Uh, 
I don't know if you're doing that because I said I wanted to see this match or if it's because of the eventual outcome. Um, but obviously, I love this match. Uh, Orange Cassidy looked great. Adam Cole looked like a savage, as he always does. Um, we got Kyle O'Reilly in AEW now. There's some friction there happening. Uh, I want to talk about that again in a second. But the, the match itself, I really dug. I think Orange Cassidy is a psycho. Um, that guy, the fact that he's run this gimmick for so long of being slow and like so, uh, under emotive to now it's almost like he can't go into a match and do that for very long ever anymore because everybody's waiting for him to do something crazy. Um, the guy is just so creative, so talented, uh, unbelievably unique. Um, some of the stuff he does, it's just why, who, what? What made you think that was a good idea in the first place? And it all got over. You know what I mean? It's all over like Rover. He, that dude is huge now. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's all from doing the bare minimum. Right. Um, but then there's Adam Cole. And Adam Cole is – he's Adam Cole, if, if there was like a jobber to the stars, Adam Cole could make anybody look amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like Adam Cole is a great salesman. He moves so well, so believably like aggressive – um and just his mannerisms and everything he's he's a great heel uh watching anything best friends related obviously i'm going to be happy anything uh if we're talking about the super leader if we're talking about the super click or now if we're talking about whatever these three guys are uh um, the undisputed the is going to be there I, you know what i uh i loved every second of it i would probably i'd probably watch it I've already watched it three times, that match. Oh, wow. yeah. I, I, and I agree with you. Now, the way that yeah. I look at that, let's look, look, let's look at the match itself. First of all, I think if the match kind of started out slow. We kind of yep. like we're, it was slow moving, slow moving, and then it started picking up. I think that Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy are an equal match to each other, which was really cool. So you could look at the match and be like, okay, this is totally plausible because they're both – like equally as good they're 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 built the same they got the same kind of moves and they're probably about the same strength they can do all like you know they have a very similar presence to them and so i thought that that was really cool i thought um uh you know they did a lot of cool outside the ring action that was going on and you know and when they're diving out of the ring and and, and doing those you know, those big moves, man, that's always so fun and entertaining. And then, of course, you know, you've got, you know, you've got the big reveal of Kyle O'Reilly coming in. And, you know, and obviously that, that was the, pres the present for the Bucks. But then the Bucks look over and they're like, oh, what's going on? Like, oh, the, you know, Adam Cole's not my boy anymore. He's part right. of this group which is really kind of cool because then I see Omega coming back and then the trios match with them, which would yeah. be a whole ton of fun. Um, but as far as like the entertainment value, I mean, if, if I was going to rate this and I, I we probably should probably do like stars on these matches out of five stars, I'd definitely give that at least a four out of five stars as far as like yeah. being entertaining, you know, bringing in a cool storyline, opening up another storyline getting the bucks involved, you know, getting best friends involved, 
getting all that, setting that up again, because you're setting up that, 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 that battle between the best friends and, and, uh, and Adam Cole's group and even, and even the super click and even the bucks, you know? So you have like, you're opening up a whole ton of storylines here, which I think is really cool. There's a lot of tag team storylines yeah. there. And there's also a lot of single storylines there. We're talking about a, a good large chunk of people. Right. Um, and there's a lot of different directions that could all go, especially with turns down the road and everything else. Like there's, there's a good year's worth of stories easily with just the tag team stuff. Just the tag team. So, I mean, what's your rating out of that one, Chris? And then we'll go on to Tammy and get her opinion. I'm going to give it a harsh rating because I'm not just going to give everybody high ratings. Uh, if you're asking me, three, three, eight, maybe something like that. Okay. Three, seven. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Hey. Uh, and go ahead, Tammy. What's, what's your thoughts on this Adam Cole Orange Cassidy? I'm not prepared for a rating system. I'm just letting uh, you know. Right, I'm not well. ready for that yet. I got to think about that. Right. Um, I'll get back to you on the rating system, but these two dudes, they're good with the rating system for now. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to read through my notes. Fans, <laughs> listeners, do we have fans? We've I'm got here. somebody. I, I'm guys. our fan. It's just okay, me. we're fan. But I, I just feel like you all really like dissected that enough and nobody needs me to dissect it further. So I will just go through my notes and they'll just be what they are. You know, well, you don't necessarily have to dissect it. Just we just want your opinion on it, really. Well, my opinion I, just I like be- Tammy's notes and opinions personally. I think <laughs> okay. Tammy actually I'm just gonna do my notes. Thank you. Good insight. <laughs> just keep in mind I'm high when I write these notes. Legally, listeners, I have a medical marijuana license and it's for pain. (laughs) All right, go on. Are you getting paid for this? Are are you getting paid by one of these dispensaries? You like plugging every show. Does anybody want to sponsor me? Sponsor (laughs) us. I don't know. I haven't mentioned the medical medical marijuana prior to this. All right, let's go. Is that gonna get get us censored in any way? I don't know. No, let's move on. All right. It's legal. I'm illegally. Okay. But what I'm saying is I just write down things in the moment and they're not fleshed out. And then I'm not sure how much I remember later. I think early on, we just, if you're going to listen and follow our journey, you should know this about my notes. That's all. Okay. So they might be incomplete, but they're in the moment and they're real. Okay. Okay. So Adam Cole versus Orange Cassidy. Two talents that B-R-I-N-G it. Love Adam shit talking, fun dramatic antics with their posturing, hand pockets switched. Interesting. Fun rollouts and pose, lots more rollout varieties. Why did Orange relax on the rope so dramatically? Slugfest. Orange so close so many times. Wow, interesting kickouts. O'Reilly messes up match and Cole wins. And then O'Reilly lumbers when he walks. I, I don't know. I mean, Lumbers I know said. what's up with book with Bucks slash Cole O'Reilly and fish question mark exclamation trouble in paradise. Yeah, Chris likes it. I must have known you liked it for some reason because <laughs> we were texting <laughs> oh, drama and stories to be told. That's Ms. perfect. Omega. Those Ms. are great Omega. notes. She Ms. Ms. Omega. I miss Omega too. I'm starting to think when you deliver your notes, you need to hit them like slam poetry. Yeah. Okay. Because there's almost a vibe there anyway of just like these kind of like. I'm going to try. 
I don't like read them again until thoughts. right in this moment. Okay. I like it though. It's cool. It's a, it's a cool way because when you when you read your notes like that, it's literally how your brain is interpreting that whole thing in succession. So it's a yeah. cool way to hear it back. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I agree. Wait, there's some gems in here. I can tell you that right now, Chris. It's going to be some funny ones. <laughs> Good. In what? With you and your uh, within your uh, your notes. Oh. All right. So yeah, man, that that I love that match. It was fun. That's a lot of fun. I'm, they're bringing it for sure. Um, I guess you know the Christmas present, Kyle O'Reilly. We kind of expected it. Um, so I don't know if they should have even have done all of that like that, but. Okay, that's fine. You know, I'll go with that. You know, you so know, I, I agree. Yeah. I definitely agree. Like that was sort of a weird way to, because the storyline felt like it was going a completely different direction, and it didn't feel like a swerve when it changed. It felt more like a wait a minute, what's happening? I was confused. Yeah. Right. So yeah, because it's like, oh, is that the storyline? So okay, but you know, we'll move on. Uh, so the second match was that the Ruby one or was that the Malachi one? Can't remember which one was second. Rafe, get your shit together. All right, Hold I have on. to start numbering these. You should know the number. <laughs> I believe that it was probably that one. My notes are so hectic from that night. All right, well, let's go on. Let's do the Malachi Black and Griff Garrison match. Okay. Well, hold on. I, I think... We'll have it better together. No, Ruby, Ruby was later. Ruby was later. Okay, so then it must have been Malachi Black and Griff was the second okay. match. Okay, right? um, I, that might be right. All right, so let's start with Tammy's notes on this one, and then we'll work from there because I think this. My this notes was... are short on this one. I don't All know. right, so go on, okay. go for it then. Go for okay. it. Okay. Yeah. These two openings couldn't be more different. True. Starting energetic. Good knee strike by Malachi. Teaching what's up to the kids. I don't know. That's just what I wrote. I'm sorry. Nice. Can't explain any further. Go ahead. Next. Well, I'm going to say that I thought it was a it was a good match, but I thought that the outcome was a, fizzled out a little. Like I, I expected, like a different type of outcome when Flying Brian came in, and then he schooled. We were Brian. all expecting Brody King. I was expecting Brody King because I had yeah. it in my mind from last week. So maybe I shouldn't have done that. And maybe I would have enjoyed the match a little bit more, but I did think that the match was good. I thought that Griff was, he's a good, I mean, that kid's going to be really good down the road. Man, he, he took a beat, didn't he? He, he took take a, a real beat. But you know, you're messing with Malachi. And I think I love the fact that Malachi borderlines baby face and heel. Like he's like right in the middle of that. Like people love him enough. But he's yeah. got that evil presence to him where he's kind of a heel, but he's kind of a superstar, man. And yeah. And so I always love watching Malachi wrestle and, and him doing his thing. He's kind of got a different style to him than a lot of the other AEW wrestlers. He kind of uses those moves and that jujitsu moves a little bit more. He's got some throws and some slams. He doesn't do a whole lot of stuff off the rope, but he will get up on the rope and do some rope work. And so, you know, I always, I mean, I just think, I think he's one of the best in, in AEW period. Um, I would have liked to seen like something a little bit more with that storyline. If they're going to push that storyline, like a, some, another little event 
that would happen. Like maybe Julia came out and did something, or maybe Brody King came out and did something. Like it was just kind of like, okay, I just gonna whip this kid's ass and we're gonna move on. And like I felt like, okay, is Brian next? Is the tag team next? Is like what's the challenge? What's what's where are we going with the story? Uh unless yeah. they're just kind of like like I think you you I think you texted me, you were like marinating it we're marinating on this you know what i mean i'm like okay well maybe that's what the case was um but you know overall fun match um but i want to i hope that storyline develops a little bit more is basically what i got coming down to what's your thoughts on that chris so i want to fantasy book this match real quick okay here's Mm -hmm. what i wanted to happen i wanted griff to be in there and maybe just get destroyed for a few minutes like not even not even that long and then I wanted Malachi to basically do what happened. I wanted him to go into a submission or something, not let go and have Brian come in. I just wanted to have it happen sooner. Right. And then I wanted Brian to actually get kind of one leg up and sort of, sort of start taking over the situation. Maybe they start a beat down. Then Brody comes out. Right. And then obviously, you know, that's going to be a tough fight. And then you've got four guys in the ring, a believable fight in my opinion, because Brian is kind of like, He's short, but man, that dude is strong and he looks powerful and he's fast. Um, and then what I wanted to see happen was to have Julia Hart show up. Mm-hmm. Full turn, dark side Julia, and she just destroys, you know, the blondes. But obviously we didn't get any of that. No. Um, I don't know where Tammy just went. What's she? I think she might have had to take a break for a second. So, <laughs> but go on. We'll, 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 uh, we'll pad till she gets back. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, isn't that, isn't that kind of what everybody wanted? I think I wanted to see some real crazy storyline stuff happen with this. And I feel like it fell really flat. There was so much build. It felt like leading up to right. it and to have it just go. I, I wasn't expecting that at all. No, I wasn't expecting that at all either. I, I mean, I really figured that, okay. You know, they kept going back and showing the promo where Julia gets sprayed in the face, you know, and then I was like, okay, well, then is she going to like we were talking, is she going to come out dark? Is she going to come out, you know, pissed off? She didn't come out at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they've made such a big deal of it. They made such a big deal of it. I mean, they were even throwing it on Twitter that her her seven year old sister was crying when that happened. You know what I mean? And it was like, okay. And then, so I don't know if they're trying to save that for the new year. And, but if they were going to do that, why bother putting that match in there? You know what I mean? Exactly. Put a different match in, put something else in that was like, that would have pushed something of like the battle of the belts or something that would have pushed the new TBS, you know, thing that we're going into. Not so much. Go ahead. So, I mean, really, with all that being said, the only way to rebuild this storyline would be to have Malachi Black come out for something else and then have the blondes jump him, maybe. Yeah. And then maybe Brody King can come out and stop that. And then maybe we, we get something about Julia after a blow off between that whole group. Um, but I don't see how they can get back to it now. And they wasted good TV on it. They got me invested in it a lot of people are talking about it. This is the time to capitalize on that. You don't let all this buzz just dissipate. That's not, it's not good for longevity. Not at all. And I think that, I think that they are setting this up where we're going to see a female come into the house of black. 
I they just, have to be. I, I mean, I just think that that's going to happen. So, I mean, I don't know. Um, we'll see. We'll see where it goes down the line. Um, but I wanted to see Brody last night. I mean, Brody King last I mean, I really did. I wanted to see him come yeah. in. I wanted him to, to them, them have just a bunch of pandemonium and mayhem in the ring. And they didn't have it. So <laughs> Yeah, it was disappointing. <laughs> yep. And so... Uh, yeah, I mean, so we'll see. So, uh, and it take- felt so big in the beginning with the whole Kyle O'Reilly thing. It felt like, okay, this is going to be another night of big debuts. Yep. It felt like it should have fit in that. And then, and then it would have launched that whole thing. So, yeah. We're going to pause right, for a second. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Let's the women's semifinal. We've got. Ruby Soho and Nyla Rose. Um, excellent. Thought it was good. Thought it was a good match. Um, it was hilarious when the jacket got stuck on her arm and they couldn't get the jacket off. That was obviously not part of the whole thing. It was and, such a shame. <laughs> which was a shame because I think that slowed down the match. But um, overall, I thought it was a good match. I kind of expected Ruby to win that one. You know, I mean, it's, it's good. It was good. It would have been hard for her to like, you know, not make it into that semifinal. It was good that there was a heel versus a like, sort of baby face. I think she's a baby face. I think Ruby's a baby face pretty much. And, um, but they did make the match plausible for her to be able to win it and overpowered Nyla. Um, so Tammy, what are your notes on this one? You know what? I wasn't that impressed. I mean, they're both good. I knew they'd both be good. It was kind of like, yeah, I know. Um, Of course, I always love Nyla. I love the opening of Nyla. So I always will. I'll bring that up a million times. Everyone will get sick of it. But it's one of my favorite like openings and coming out. Um, I like Ruby's energetic punk style. She's adorable. They're both really great athletes. And um, but um, I, I put my notes said biting. I don't remember like biting. Good match, but unbelievable ending. I knew, I think Nyla should have won, but I knew from the beginning she wouldn't. Mm. This is something that's starting to annoy the shit out of me with a lot of these matches. It's like you can see it coming that they have their favorite and they're just going to keep pushing that person, even though it's not the most realistic. Like, okay, we all know like Serpentico, uh, not Serpentico, but um, Fuego against Nero doesn't seem realistic but somehow they made it realistic with his flying around the neck stuff like I didn't I don't feel that they do that enough with some other matches and you kind of already know like in real life we know who would kick whose ass but somebody else gets the win because they're the favored person and I don't like that shit so I'm just making it known listeners viewers however you're receiving this Tony Khan yeah, I just think like I don't like that. I just don't. And um we can always tell who's the favorite person of the moment. Like we'll get to the hook match later on that same topic. But I I just feel like eh both good wrestlers. I always love to watch them, but I already knew what shit was going to go down before it started. And you know what? Come on, man. Surprise me. That's all I have to say. What do you think, Chris? All right. So the thing with the jacket was very, very unfortunate. Uh, 
That left Nyla Rose scrambling to figure out what am I supposed to do now? It left Soho laying there looking like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I'm, I, how do I get this thing off? It, it's cuff first, by the way. Am I wrong? Cuff first. Jackets come right off that way. Pulling a jacket that's that tied off from the collar is never going to work. You could have, they almost <laughs> lost some arms, I think. Yeah, I, I thought uh, she was going to dislocate her shoulder. <laughs> and I was literally so pissed off by the end of this jacket fiasco that it kind of killed the match a little bit for me. Um, but I love Ruby Soho. Yeah. I, I, I love Ruby Soho. And I, I called this a little while ago. I said it's going to come down to Ruby Soho and Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. I still believe that. I believe it even more now. I think Jade Cargill is going to get put to rest mm-hmm. and not be rude and disrespectful to Thunder Rosa anymore. Yep. She probably will be, but she shouldn't because it's stupid. Uh, I feel like Thunder Rosa is going to slap taste out of her mouth at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I mean, it was, it was cool. I just, again, the jacket thing killed me. Uh, I want to go back though, because we're, we're jumping out of order here. Mm. We need to talk about this. Uh, the MJF promo prior to anything else, prior to the wardlow Sean Dean match uh, towards the beginning. We had, uh, it was the Adam Cole thing first with Orange Cassidy, and then it was the interview with Hangman, uh, and then it was, then we did uh, a, that was was the MJFTR uh, build for the later segment. Right. Um, MJF is just so good. Hey, yeah, did Rafe tell you I'm, how he got that scar? Oh, yeah. We texted. Okay. Yes. Yes. It was acquired in the way that it should have been for what it is. Because it's, it's me. perfect. <laughs> it's fitting. <laughs> um, Rafe, I'm surprised that we you didn't jump straight to the Wardlow match. Oh, I know. I did. I was. I have that at the end. I was going to talk about these bigger matches and then, and then touch on those other ones before I gotcha. we move on. So, it's hard because um, I have everything in like chronological. So I'm like bouncing back and forth. Like, wait a minute, where did I put that? Well, if that's the case, then we have to go. Let's go chronological. So no, that's okay because we're already um, all over the place. Okay. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to my life, viewers, <laughs> listeners, whoever is receiving what, this. What? So let's let's start with the MJF thing. That promo, and he's talking to Wardlow, and he's giving him shit. And yeah. then he's doing the thing with FTR and all that stuff. I thought it was all brilliant. What did you guys think? Oh, he, he's 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 gold anytime he's on the on television. It doesn't, I mean, he could say, I mean, he just knows what to say. He never hesitates. He never messes up his lines. He he, I mean, he never, never, I mean, he's always smooth and it's so convincing. Uh, he's spot on every time he does a promo. I mean, I, I've never heard him even stumble over a word. And to, right. for him to remember some of these speeches and the, where he's going with this shit, it blows my mind. And, you know, obviously he's setting up, we're setting up the big Wardlow out on his own type of thing because Wardlow's getting pissed off and upset about it. So, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't have anything else to say. Except that you know MJF is is wrestling gold in in my opinion, and he always will be because he's the ultimate heel, and he just I mean yeah. he really is. 
so I can't say that. But I mean, I'm biased. So I mean, I'm not. I'm not a good. I'm not a good judge of that. So <laughs> I love that the pinnacle is having this slow burn storyline happening. Yeah. Since they've started, essentially. Right. Um, it's just been building and building. First, there was the stuff. So when they started out, it was you know the inner circle stuff, obviously. Um, and now that we've built into the pinnacle, that sort of got where it was going for a little bit. Then it kind of fizzled out. Now we're building back up to this internal storyline with them. Um, I think this is one of the storylines that's replacing things like the big inner circle storylines and stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it feels it feels like nothing is missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I mean that in the best way. Like the, the inner circle storylines are always great. Um, but I feel like this is now kind of taken that place. And the way that they're building all of this, I think, I think the payoff is going to be great. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good, it's going to be a huge pay-per-view event and it's going to have some good consequences to it. And it's going to be a whole lot of fun. I I mean, I really do. Uh, What's your, what's your opinion on the the MJF promo? Did you write anything down on that, Tammy? I did not. And I just think that you all have really done an excellent job of explaining it and giving so many great opinions that anything I would add would be frivolous at this point. So I just hear, hear everything you all just said, and we can move on to the next. Right. And then we go into the Wardlow in action. And he, of course, he does his thing. Poor Sean Dean, man. Poor Sean Dean. Wardlow notes. Wardlow just slammed Sean Dean about 150 times. Yeah. It was like 587 power bombs. Yeah. Well, that was Who's kind of like notes. Who's doing Wardlow? Who's doing Wardlow? That was kind of a last minute. It seemed like that was a last minute announcement because I didn't even see that in any of the, the pre, the pre stuff in there. So they just basically beat. He just beat the shit out of Sean Dean for a while. I really thought he was going to turn. Chris thought he was going to turn. We were like, oh, this is going to be it. He's done. This is he's going to fucking flip on. And then you know, Spears gets in there and hits him with the chair, and you know, and then just Wardlow just kind of walks out in disgust. But they they're slowly building that, so we'll see how that payoff is going to be. We obviously know that at some point Wardlow is going to be gone, and he's going to be yeah. out of there. So, but I, I think I think that is the sole reason for Wardlow's bookings lately has just been to push this thing with Spears. Yeah, um, I don't think he'd have any matches right now that were even kind of related to anyone else if it wasn't for this thing where they have to blow it off. Yeah. Um, I think, I think towards the end of this, the whole Spears is going to get destroyed. First of all, Wardlow is going to kill him, but I feel like there's going to be a moment where Spears, I I feel like Spears could turn on Wardlow first and hit him with a chair after getting frustrated that he keeps doing these power bomb after power bomb after power bomb. That could be a different way to take it. It seems weird to me the way they're doing it now, just with that part. But it, it's definitely coming. Um, and Wardlow's just a machine. That guy, that guy deserves whatever kind of run he's about to get. Yeah, and I hope it. Yeah, I hope he does get a good run, and I hope that it uh, it's it's a big payoff for him. And I hope we see some good matches out of that because I think we will, for sure. Yeah. All right. So Tammy, you good on that? And then I have my notes. Okay, go ahead, honey. All right. It's this very simple. Wordlow, Sean Dean, the captain. What? Question mark, explanation. Why bother? Time to turn now. That's it. Okay. All right. Short and to the point. Short (laughs) to the point. There it is. 
Yep. And then, of course, we have to go on the Adam Page speech, and they're setting that up. But let's marinate on that for a while, and let's let's talk about you know all of that. When what we are we marinating on? I I was still thinking about what why what is uh, Sean Dean a captain of? Why you were talking of? That's right. About this. That's all right. We can don't worry about that. We're talking about the Adam Page when he confronted Brian Danielson, and they're setting up the this. The, the okay, rematch. I made notes on that. But do the we rematch. know what Sean Dean's a captain of? He's the captain of wrestling. Okay, let's confirm that. <laughs> Maybe. Somewhere. Maybe he's the captain of some college team. Maybe he is. We don't know what the captain is. We're talking about the Paige uh, Danielson promo now. Go, Tammy. You got notes. Go. It's all you. I wasn't prepared. Well, okay. So, Tammy, remember Danielson When he leans into heel, I wonder who the Judas will be. What does that even mean? Uh Will it be a three-hour match? Right. (laughs) Another three-hour match? I don't know. That's all I put. Sorry. Okay. I'll let I'll let the people with more to offer answer this promo. <laughs> well, I mean, so Hangman came out and he said, I think it was the whole bit about this is the least I felt like a champion. Oh yeah. Um, something along those lines, which is cool because I think a lot of people are kind of wondering, like, where is this? championship version of him Mm -hmm. um but brian danielson was brilliant the what did he say the um entitled millennial cowboy yes that was great line i know a a couple of those i mean the promo the promo itself and both guys really it was just all so relevant and like real and it felt like today it didn't feel like a fight that you saw on tv 30 or 40 years ago it felt like something that was new it felt fresh um i'm never disappointed with any of this stuff so far the draw now that i'm looking back at it was genius um they they've got they could they could stretch this thing out for a while they could i have something to add to my notes go ahead audience viewers listeners i don't i i scribble things fast and i didn't understand my own handwriting it wasn't judges or it wasn't judas it was judges so there was i wonder who the judges will be Uh, yeah that makes more sense but judas could be something that comes in you know somebody could turn and be a judas but anyways well that would be chris jericho's music yeah so but um so i i I just scribbled it and now i realize like it was the judges i wonder i was really curious about the judges who are the judges going to be so sorry for that misunderstanding. I wanted to just clarify that. And then now we can move on. I'm so sorry for interrupting. No problem. Yeah, I'm curious how they're going to do the judges and all that stuff. It's going to be. Well, we'll find gonna, out January yeah. 5th. It will. Yeah, it's going to be a fun match. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Um, it, it, it they're such brutal, man. I mean, Danielson's brutal. I mean, he just is. I mean, it's like. He hits and he, I mean, he, he's brutal. So it's going to be another brutal match. Um, whether it's going to be an hour, I don't know. Uh, we'll see, but it's got to be a good, I mean, I don't know how they're going to top the hour they just did, but we'll, we'll see how this works. And um, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then before we get into the, the um, there's two other things, unless you have something on your list there, Chris. Um, we talk I about- have a note. I just want to know why I put, will it be a three hour match? Is it because they said there was no time constraint? 
Maybe. Or was I just being sarcastic? Probably just being sarcastic because the okay. last one was an hour and it's like, how okay. long do these guys have to go at it before somebody? Okay. Moves? Yeah. Okay. Probably that. So then uh, they we had that we had that stupid thing with Dan Lambert. Yep. Um, I don't care about that. If you guys want to talk about it, you can. Yeah, I mean, it's just Lambert running his mouth, setting that stuff up. Um, we can move on from that. That wasn't that great. The thing that I didn't quite understand how it pertained to the storyline was the the Britt Baker and Shavoni Christmas party. I don't didn't get that. But so that I thought it was a fantastic promo. Right. Promo for what though? Well, she's Christmas? you know, once this uh once this kind of uh what is it, the the new T T and TBS TBS women's championship? I think yeah. once that's yeah. sorted out, we're gonna build the battle of the belts for whatever that is. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm. I think. I think because yeah. isn't Britt Baker scheduled for that? I don't think she has a match scheduled for it yet. She's so... got a battle of the belts match with Rio. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe just because she's badass and people love her. Yeah, I mean that's the only thing I could think of why they they put that promo together. That that one that I didn't quite understand, but I guess we'll we'll see it later. Maybe they put her on there because she's entertaining. And um, yeah, it could have just been a filler segment. Maybe they right. didn't have anything else to run for that one particular slot of time. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure right after that they ran the video package for the Owen Hart uh, Cup tournament thing. Which was a cool video thing. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed that. I'm glad they did that. That was really cool. It seemed very, uh, it, it, it was nice. Um, yeah. I didn't really learn anything about the tournament, tournament, but, uh, you know. Cool. Yeah, I figured they put like some brackets up, throw like the first rounders in, who was going to be in the first round. And when they, yeah. when they put that announcement out there, I'm like, okay, let's see who's going to be in the first round. This will be cool. When is it going to be? Obviously, it's going to be in May. Uh, yeah. but obviously they haven't really fleshed out who's going to be in it. So maybe they should have yeah. just waited on it. You know, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe it was just like a tip of the hat to the Owen Hart foundation, you know, like it's, it's in his honor, whatever. They have to throw a video package out just to kind of say, here's why it's about Owen Hart. This is why it's named this. Yeah. Um, and the guy deserved it. I mean, he died falling to a wrestling ring. Yeah. Cool. The more company, more companies should make video packages for that guy. Right. Absolutely. For sure. So, all right. So let's get on to the match of the night for Dynamite, which I thought this was a spectacular match. We're talking CM Punk, Sting, Darby Allen versus MJF and the FTR. Um, awesome. Awesome and awesome. I yep. don't know what else to say about it. I think the fact that Sting is jumping off the top rope, doing a frog splash on everybody. Unreal. Was outstanding. I thought I have, I was iffy on CM Punk because I didn't think he was in good enough shape, but they helped elevate him to a new level, especially FTR. I thought FTR, you know, I've said it before. Well, I wasn't really that hyped on him, but after I watched that match and you were saying it before is what I meant to say, Chris, is that, FTR, they're great. They can, they really set you, they set you up to make a great wrestling match. And they're much better than, you know, I don't think that they have the greatest uh, gimmick, 
you know, per se. But as far as being wrestlers in the ring and making the stars look like stars, they they did an outstanding job. I mean, they ran they ran the ring so that everybody could do what they do and make that match a great match to watch. Um, yeah, you know, it would have been helpful if they would have caught MJF, but other than that. Right. I know. That whole MJF running around the ring, running up and down. I thought he was done, man. Right. I thought it was hilarious, first of all, because it's like they're obviously setting it up for the future matches because he didn't ever get a piece of them. So, um, but I thought Sting was so much fun to watch. Uh, and they did all of their patented moves for the finish. You know what I mean? It was like all in a row. And then Darby does the coffin drop. And then that's it. It's over. Um, MJF basically stayed out of it. FTR, uh, Dax pretty much sacrificed himself. So MJF wouldn't get the tag. Uh, I thought that was a brilliant move on that so that they could keep setting that up for the future. Obviously, you know, they're going to build that CM Punk MJF storyline up, which is going to be cool. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. What was your thoughts on all of that, Tammy? Well, you got your notes. You want to do your slam poetry notes? Yes. It's easier that way for everybody, I think. Um, the face paint was cool. Interesting. Wear them out technique by MJF. Great disruption by Darby. Water spinning? Ghosting. FDR doing great teamwork. Darby out of nowhere. Sting saving the day. Love him. Interesting. It's an interesting twist at the end with Doc sacrificing himself. And good way to string punk along by MJF. Yeah. That's yeah. it. What are your thoughts, Chris? I think those are some excellent points, Tammy. Um, so first of all, man, I didn't think I could love Sting any more than I already did. Uh <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I'm a huge Sting fan. I have been since I can even remember, like, my early days of watching professional wrestling. Like, he was always one of the guys that was out when I first really got into it. So the entire last however many decades it's been, we don't need to talk about it, Stinger's <laughs> been at the top of my list. Um, and to see him doing this at his age with his record and his injuries, mm. I, I'm just so blown away and so... I mean, I have so much respect for that guy. Thank you, Sting. If you ever see or hear this, thank you for so many, so many years of just joy, joy yeah. and entertainment. I Thank you. Um, CM Punk, I love. This is no secret, uh, but I do like the heel version of CM Punk. Um, the face thing worked because he had two other really cool dynamic guys with him, um, but I'm over it still. So I want to see him turn soon. But seeing everybody rocking like makeup, like Sting had the the yeah. uh, straight edge fists, Punk had on the like almost old school Sting look. Darby was doing like a mix of everything. It was so cool to see that. I love face paint. It's not used enough anymore. Um, it's not corny to me. I think it's awesome. Um, and FTR, you are absolutely one hundred percent right. I've said it a million times. Those guys are workhorses. They that that their gimmick sucks because it's real. Like they are top guys. They are legitimately stars. Like they know exactly what to do when they need to win. They know exactly what to do when they're losing. 
They know how to sell amazing. They make everyone look good, including themselves when they're supposed to. Um, MJF is great. The whole cowardly heel thing is just, he's so good at it. He's so good. It's unreal. It's almost like this is really what he was born to do. Um, if you, a, a company couldn't manufacture a guy like that. Mm-mm. He's just literally the best thing that could happen to any company because he's perfect and he's exactly how he is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now the thing where they dropped him on his head outside Ooh. the ring, I thought for sure, I was like, oh my God, there goes that storyline. I hope he's okay. And then within a couple of minutes, I was like, okay, good. He's fine. And I sort of forgot until later when I rewatched it, I was like, ah, it was so brutal. It like was. straight, straight down. It just, oh, but I, I, good for I, him for getting up and finishing. I did watch that a couple of times. He managed to land on his hands, luckily. Barely though. Barely, barely landing on his, his weight. If you watch, if you watch his torso and everything, the yeah. way that it impacts his spine yeah. going up, yeah. it's oof. He was that was, and even even what's his name was down there like talking to him like dude are you okay? you could tell he's like yeah. are you all he's right like, man? sorry sorry yeah he's like are you all right man I tried to catch you, you know yeah. I mean? but yeah. stuff like but that I mean, happens what a way to go out though there were so many moments in the match that I wrote down like oh this is awesome this is awesome it, it's it's stupid to sit here and say that all of them because it's the whole match right um yeah really was. I'm, I I what a great way to close the show. It, it was excellent. I think I think that was, uh, you know, of the big matches on Dynamite that I've watched this year, I think that one was probably it's got to be in the top three. You know, what I mean, I yeah. can't I can't really think of any but anything that aside from, you know, the pay-per-view with the Lucha Brothers beating the Bucks. I mean, I don't know if there was another match, you know as good as as that this year at just a non-pay-per-view event you know yeah. the danielson match was great but the overall i mean they pulled in your nostalgia on that they pulled in a, a great match on that they pulled in a great heel on that they pulled in a great baby face on that they put the culmination of everything that is supposed to be wrestling into one match yeah. I mean, when you got a 61-year-old man diving off the top rope who is a legend in the industry, you know, in, in, it was just, it was amazing. I just thought it was so much fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. go on, Tammy. Go on, Tammy. No, I love what you just said, and that's exactly what I'm piggybacking on. You know, like, there are so many things that were cool. Like, the face paint's cool because you think of, like, you know, it's, it's artistry, but it's also homage and respect to each other. Um, the intermittently like wearing each other out technique that MGF uses like some of his techniques they can definitely be read as coward but they could also be read as smart like not giving someone what they want like if someone wants to fight me well then I'm giving you what I what you want I don't want you to have what you want so I'm not going to give that to you it's not because I'm scared it's because I'm just not going to give you that satisfaction at all or the honor to even step to me so those are kind of cool techniques. And I don't know if, if people normally see it that way, but, um, and just the whole thing with Sting, it's like ageism is real and it's especially real in physical things. 
And one of the things that I have loved about a new person coming into wrestling is that I feel like it's the most even playing field I've ever seen. Like every shape and size and age. And like the, the fact that like you did all those things, you don't, you're not tired as an old person. You're respected and, and revered and given the opportunity to do your best in every single moment, I think is important. I think it's important for life. So I'm getting a little sappy here with this, but I really do believe like things like that are important. They're awesome. And they, it's really how like the world should be. If you can do it, then you should be able to do it. And given the opportunity, the platform and the same respect as a 20 year old doing it. So I agree. I, those are things I really loved about that particular match. Yeah, it was, it was a great closer for the year. Um, uh, and I think it was a great Christmas present for, you know, that Tony Khan put out there for it. And um, I think that they were, they're a great trio. I mean, I didn't, I wouldn't even have thought that that was a good pairing. You know, I wouldn't even have thought of that pairing at the beginning of CM Punk coming into this. I'm thinking, well, I mean, cause like his first thing was like, I'm going to wrestle you Darby Allen. I wouldn't have thought that going from then to now, they were all going to team up and go against MJF, which is the biggest heel in AEW, like the one that everyone, you know, he's the ultimate heel in that. He's the ultimate bad guy in AEW. You know, he's top yeah. of the list. He's like the Superman of the heels in AEW. So for them all to go after him was just, it, that was such a cool way that they put that, that match together. And I hope, I want to actually see more matches of that trio again you know what i mean i think that would be a lot of fun i mean i don't know how they would top it maybe that's a it should be a one and done but man it would be fun to see them do something you know do it again at least one more time so yeah that's 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 how i feel about that man i thought it was really cool man it was fun so yeah yeah so great great christmas match great end to dynamite looking forward to these new storylines let's let's rock into rampage rampage <sighs> underwhelming i agree agreed i think that was very underwhelming and i was very aggravated so what do we start out we start off with jungle boy and isaiah cassidy yep okay so who wants to go first on this i can tammy can chris can i've been kind of hogging it on the first runs but go ahead who wants to go tammy go ahead what do you think I don't care what number I go. So it doesn't really matter. Go ahead, Tammy. Uh, my Jungle Boy versus Isaiah, right? Yeah. I put shots, 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 shots. And then slower and clunkier for these two talents. Good tornado thingamajiggy by Isaiah. Oh, Isaiah yeah. doesn't need Hardy's interference. Yep. Isaiah doing good. Snare trap. Yawn for those that can't see me. Liked Isaiah better tonight, and I usually like Jungle Boy. That's my notes. All right. What's your thoughts, Chris? Um, I was entertained. Uh, I wouldn't say it was one of my favorite matches of even the week. Right. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't terrible by any means. Uh, Jungle Boy looks like he's beat up, and maybe needs to take a break for a second. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe they're maybe they're running that train too hard. Um, I, Isaiah Cassidy looked awesome. Uh, I, I want to see Private Party doing some tag matches like yesterday. Um, shot, shot, shot. 
So, I mean, Jungle Boy looks good for his size every time he's in there, but it just didn't feel like it was very important. Um, the one thing I really noticed about this match was you mentioned the interference with Matt Hardy. Uh, him and Christian, I think, have some unfinished business. I think it plays into what I was saying earlier about Matt Hardy. Um, I think there is some interesting stuff coming with that part of it. I don't feel like Jungle Boy or Jurassic Express with Private Party or Jungle Boy versus Isaiah Cassidy or any way you slice this, it didn't feel like it mattered. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to complain about it, but I could have went without. Yeah, yeah I, I think of the same way. I think I thought it was cool that they pulled Jorah in for some interference. They pulled in, you know, Christian Cage did some interference, which was pretty cool. Um, I thought it was an underwhelming match. I thought, I don't know exactly why they put that match together. Maybe they put that match together because they're both acrobatic wrestlers and it would have been a, it would have been a, an impressive show and, and they did do some of that, but I think you're right on jungle boy. I think he's probably hurt and he's a little bit more beat up than he probably lets on. Um, I, I don't know. He, I'm, he even looked disappointed at the end of the match. You could see him talking to Luchasaurus and it looked like he was trying to tell him like, man, this sucks. I, that wasn't good. It right. almost looks like he didn't even like being there. Yeah, I, I got that feeling too. I felt that that was almost, in a sense, it was almost a throwaway match. And it was just, and so I don't know. Let's let's see how that develops. We'll put a pin in that one and, and see where we go with that if the Hardy family office goes after the Jurassic Express at some point. But I know Marquan, I think his name is, the tag team partner for Isaac, he's hurt. So that's why you're not seeing a lot of him. He got hurt pretty good. And he's just getting back in action. So, yeah. Um, and they're a great tag team. I'm so underrated as a tag team. It's ridiculous. They yeah. need to be, I would like to see them more. They're young. They're, they fly. They do rope work. Great. They do, they do moves together. Great. I'd like to see them more. Um, I'm sure we will see more of them down the road. Um, but again, I think it's time to move on from that match. I think then we went up to the second match. Was that hook or was that, was that the Chris Statlander match? Was What was second? So the second match was actually Hook versus Bear Bronson, but we right. had that Ricky Starch segment real quick where That's him right. and Taz were both on commentary. There was a quick little thing about Dante Martin. It was filler. Yeah. Um, the coolest thing before that Hook Bronson match started was uh, Miro's segment. Yes. Um, two, yes so happy birthday, Miro. There was two things I particularly enjoyed about, in, uh, about this Miro deal for this particular episode. One, uh, he's been throwing these little one-liners in about his wife, but this he said something about my hot, flexible wife, and I mm. died. I, it was so funny in the middle of this serious thing. And then towards the end, he threw out one of my favorite lines, which was burn them all. So burn them all, kind of very Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, I was ready. Uh, yeah. I was ready for him to have a match right then. Yeah. And I am at the end of every one of these. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. I was way more excited about that than the previous match. Yeah. I love Miro. I think he's the best. I mean, I mean, I just, you know, the minute I saw him when he, we like our first wrestling experience, when we went and saw them live, Miro came out and he did the whole thing. And we watched him. We were right there at the tunnel where he comes out. And he does this big stomp and he did scream. And I got a whole bunch of pictures of him. It was great. 
I love Miro. Um, that is a great promo. I hope that they do something really good with Miro and they, they push his storyline and he gets some good shots and some good matches because he's a really dynamic, good wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Overall. What's your thoughts, Tammy? Love Miro. You know, I love the Eastern Europeans. Turns out race more Eastern European than Italian. So it makes sense why we're married. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. So happy birthday, Miro. We love you. We love all your energy you put into everything. You're so fun. You remind me of something from like, what was that movie? 300? Yeah. Something like that. I love it. He's epic. Yeah. So good. Was I supposed to comment on a match or anything? No, no, no. We're oh. going to get it. Oh. Then after that comes the hook match, the hook bear bronze okay. match. Now I want Tammy to read her notes for this one. It's only one sentence and I think it's not going to be popular, but I don't care because guess what? Being Tammy means you don't give a fuck if you're liked. So you'll just say what you say. And that is bears too good for this bullshit. Agreed. 1000% agreed. Thank you for your support, cousin. <laughs> well, on that note, let me tip in. I thought that, first of all, the fact that Hook gets all these big name matches, like big TV matches, the minute he steps into AEW, not cool. I'm already tired of it. It's bullshit. The fact that he's th thrown it, around. You got to earn it. Throwing around a 300 man, I 300 pound man, I am impressed. He's he's a good wrestler, okay. But to have the hype that he has, I'm a little confused about it. Now I don't know if it's a millennial thing. I don't know if it's, it's a gotta Gen, be a Gen Z thing. I don't know really what it is, but I think he's a good wrestler. I think he's got an okay gimmick. Um, I think there's more dynamic wrestlers in AEW all the time. I mean, he's fine, you know, <laughs> it's like, but I think it's kind of, I'm glad that Bear, Bear made him look good for sure. Bear Bronson made him look good. He, you know, he, he played the moves right. And he, he, he's, Bear's a great wrestler and Bear Country's awesome. And I'm glad Bear got on Friday night television. Because I think that's going to help push Bear Country to another level, which I think is cool. And I want to see Hashtag those guys. Bear Country. You know what I mean? So I want to see Bear Country in there more. So I'm glad that that happened. Um, but I don't, I'm not seeing the shine on Hook that everybody else is seeing. Uh, maybe I'm delusional, but I mean, who knows? I think, I think he's just a, he's a big bowl of okay. And he's an okay wrestler. That's it. I am right there with you. I feel the exact same way. He's all right. Um, I don't get the hype. I think it's his gimmick actually is kind of stupid. Mm. It's it's not creative. It's not unique. It's not original. It is just some punk kid with stupid hair that is very athletic, that is supposed to just come in and get all these nice TV time matches. It, it was what so what struck me during this was the fact that Ricky Starks and powerhouse Hobbs were watching this instead of being on TV. Right. Mm. Uh, Good point. You had two, two guys who are not getting the TV time they deserve. And hook is not that entertaining to me. Uh, he seems like, it, it seems like if you pair him up with some cool people and maybe give some storyline, it'd be cool. 
because uh, he does have like this whole like grappling game down and the submission stuff that he knows seems legit. Like it seems like he's studied, um, but he doesn't feel like he could beat Bear Bronson. Yeah, it felt it right. felt like it wouldn't have gone no. that way in real life. And I'm not a fan of that. I like when you have a little guy in there with a big guy and it's like an underdog thing and it's still believable. Like, okay, he's smart enough. He's clever enough. He's got this. Mm-hmm. Not, not one is, I don't believe that this would have actually happened. So for me, it was disappointing again. It was, this show was so lackluster. Very. Come on, do better. Do and better. can we just say that there was no Christmas cheer? Where was the, the uh, young bucks and some fun Christmas outfits? Yeah, this was on Christmas Day. Yeah. Come on. It was a Grinchy rampage. They could have been better. Like, I didn't see. I expected if they came out in Ghostbuster outfits for Halloween, why were we not treated to some fun, festive? There should have been reindeer. There should have been Santa. There should have been something. And there wasn't. And then there's this little kid who will do great and will be big. And I'm sure will develop into something that we all enjoy. But it's just not fair. It's too, it's not, I don't think that like, you know, I was t- talking to Tammy earlier about it. It's like, he should have gone through dark a couple times. Yes, exactly. gone through elevation exactly. a couple times. You know, he should have wrestled a few of those matches. Like convince me that you're ready to be like right in the eight, like right there in the mix. It's just like all of a sudden, I mean, you don't see powerhouse Hobbs had to pay his dues. Ricky right. Starks had to pay his dues. And those guys are great wrestlers, just as good, if not better, than Hook. And then Hook and comes on the scene, you know? And that's where I'm kind of confused because AEW is all about these rankings and these fight records and all this stuff. He had no record. Why is he getting TV time? Right. Favoritism, nepotism. Yeah. It feels very, it feels very like, oh, well, this is Taz's son, so he gets to be on TV now. It's mm-hmm. fucking dumb. Well, maybe he's wrong. He seems like a, he seems cool or whatever. Like cool uh but i'm i don't he doesn't deserve to be where he's at yet to me maybe that's what they're doing maybe Great. they're setting it up maybe they're setting up to where danielson says hey look kid you don't you don't deserve this i'm gonna whip your ass yes you know what i mean i'm here which for would, that which would be great or something like that, that. would be awesome you know I what i mean love to see, Do i it. would love to see one of the seasoned guys like you know teach him a lesson Right. Mm-hmm. I think that that's I I'm hoping that that's what they're Humble. setting this up for. The f- fact that he comes out, he starts winning a bunch of matches, he gets this attitude because he's already had the attitude walking in. That he gets this attitude and Danielson chops his chest or Eddie Kingston beats his chest so red that the kid can't even walk. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know like like what exactly what they're doing to Brock Anderson in Dark they're kicking the shit out of him. I mean, he's getting his ass kicked every night. I've seen marks on that kid every match he's done. He is paying his dues to get to the next level. Hook has not even come close to doing that. So hopefully they're setting up a, setting us up with a storyline that says, Hook's this arrogant kid, and here comes a veteran that's going to like knock the shit out of him, which I'm hoping that happens. I mean, I would love to see Bobby Fish dismantle him which would be great because Bobby Fish can dismantle him. You know what I mean? Dan yeah, they need to turn it into a faction feud, actually, yeah. because that would make more sense. Yeah. You have somebody who's already in a faction. Uh, there's a beatdown at some point, maybe. Then, you know, all Taz's guy get involved. And then there could be a real story. Yes, yeah. right now it's just 
It's like, Hockey oh, kid yes, matches. That's yeah. the story. Right. There, there needs to be more for sure. But you're right about that. There's a lot of cool stuff that could happen with the other teams. Yeah, it could. They could be setting this up for some shit like that, which I hope that they are. Because I mean, I think that, you know, you know, T- Tony Khan's not stupid, man. He, he's, he's a brilliant guy. He knows how to write the stories, man. He knows how to market. I mean, does he write it? Or oh yeah, have a team of writers. He writes it, and then they put their input in. But he pretty much has the ultimate say. How do you know that? Time. Because I read these things all the time. I read, I read all the wrestling uh, websites, and so. Um, so I'm hoping that that's the case. Like, here's this arrogant kid, and now here's the veterans that are going to take him down. And I, I, I hope that that happens. So, um, so, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. All right, so let's move on. Let's go into legit Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander. Um, probably the best match of the night. Absolutely. One thousand percent, yes. I really think that this was the best match of the night. They're both technically good wrestlers. They're both very strong. They put on a really good show. And it was funny because Tammy says to me, I said, you know what? I don't like this because it seems like there's two baby faces against each other. And I'm like, I'd rather have a heel. And then Tammy's like, no, what you need to do is you need to look at it as who's going to win you over as the better wrestler. And she made a great point in that. And so I did look at it that way. I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Because I'd rather see Statlander wrestling a heel because I think legit Layla Hirsch, she's fun. And I mean, I think she's a great wrestler, man. She's like a little tank and she runs in there and kicks everybody's ass. And I love her. So I was like, I like, you know, I'm like, I like, I like both of them. I don't like this match, but I wound up really liking the match because they both did such a great job of wrestling each other. And all the technical elements of it. And, you know, obviously, um, you know, and it started, you're starting to see Layla getting a little bit of attitude. Like she smacks her wrist out of the way and she's kind of like getting more into the going against and being a competitor. It felt like more of a competitive battle than a heel versus face battle, which was cool. And I enjoyed it. And I thought that, um, uh, you know, they were both, they're both so strong. And they have, they've got good moves and you can tell they've been wrestling for a really long time. So um, what, what did you think, Chris? Uh, so obviously Chris Statlander every week, I'll say it and I'm going to say it every week. Uh, <laughs> she's like one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, even when she has a bad match, I st- I'm still entertained. Her gimmick is still super weird and I still don't understand it all the way. And maybe that's why I like it. Um She's powerful. She's awesome to watch. She's really smart the way she does things. I think, and and Layla Hirsch, she feels like a legitimate contender in any type of actual fight. Um, so that was cool. And the, the two of them paired together, it, similar styles, um, but not similar in, in height, mm-hmm. uh, which was cool. There was a few moments where Layla was kind of like, I'm, I'm going to hit the ropes again. Right. And Chris like, okay. Uh, <laughs> I think we had a little bit of character building for both of them towards the end of this match. We kind of had Layla Hurst going towards, you know, she was getting a little frustrated, a little more aggressive. Chris Statlander kind of showed like a, a bully side towards the end of this thing, mm-hmm. which could signify that she's turning heel at some point, which I would love. Um, but the end where there was the handshake, Layla Hurst refused. Um, it was cool. I liked it. 
you're right though it was absolutely the best match of the night um it was super entertaining i i wasn't sure who was gonna win it so that's always fun if i if i don't if i don't look at it and go oh well this one's gonna win then it's it's easier for me to sit there and watch it for a long time without getting bored um yeah yeah i statlander is i i hope they start using her more that's all i can really say yep what do you think tammy what's your thoughts so okay my notes okay um i love everything that you all had to say about it but um i hate boop and i will say that all the time but chris is great but i think boop takes away from her power and her strength i don't like it i don't like it stop with the fucking boop stop being cute you're a fucking badass fucking lean into it okay no more booping and cutesy fucking alien aliens are cool and badass and they don't boop okay even et didn't boop et phoned home okay and he said he'd be right here all right so anyways i love legit she has proven (laughs) she can go against any size i really like every time she wrestles i'm super excited And I loved these two together. Super loved them. I was like, like you said, Chris, it was a size difference that makes you go, hmm, but they made it work because as we know, you know, spunk and skill and smarts goes far. And you could take that against height and and, and a bigger person and be an equal. And I I felt like that match really showed it. And I loved it so much. I really, really loved this match a lot. I felt like... um, I loved when Chris held up legit over her head for a long period of time. I love when she does that. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And that just shows how strong she is. And I loved it. And legit, I put is crafty. Remember that song from me? She's crafty. Anyways, only old people know that. Anyways, it was back in the R&B days. You can look it up. I feel like she's a crafty powerhouse. And I thought like, Great moonsaw by legit. Did you see it? Oh my goodness. Get it legit. Legit taps on the spider crab. But what you gonna do? It's a spider crab and it's Chris Statlander. Great match. Loved it. Woohoo. All, All right. as it should have been with it. Nice. And then and now we get to the most disappointing match of the evening, which I don't even <laughs> want to talk about. You know what? I don't you either. Cannot- assume what other people feel about a match that they is probably loved it to you match of the evening Rafe. all right let me, let me start this. the audience viewers listeners however they're receiving Look, this i respect all wrestling fans but man i was pissed hold on did you expect this because i didn't i didn't either no i did not i, I did thought not we were uh, if anything so we haven't even said what we're talking about yet it's uh <laughs> Cody Rhodes, Jimmy Guevara. People should know. Um, I think everybody thought going into this that Sammy wasn't going to lose the title, especially not to Cody. Uh, this early? I thought it was weird that Cody got cheered a lot more than he normally does. That's going to derail the whole heel turn thing if that's what we're doing. Um, what the fuck, man? <laughs> exactly. What, like... This doesn't help Sammy. It doesn't fucking help Cody. Unless unless maybe they are panicked and they're really trying to keep him a face. I, I don't fucking get it. I was no. super pissed off about this match. 
I, you're right. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Tammy, go ahead. You go. I want you your opinion. I know how much okay, you love I'm having Tammy. trouble like deciphering because I was trying to fit notes into a small space and I have bad handwriting. So I'm going to try my best with this. But um, I think uh, I had a, a one line which Rafe laughed at me about when he looked at me at the end of this match and I said, I'm not mad. He expected me to be. I'm not mad because we all love I, my love for Sammy. But I felt like it needed to happen this way. So I understand for the greater good of the world that this needed to happen. We needed to have some sort of unexpected shakeup, especially with Cody and his storyline. So I'm not mad, but I'm not happy about it. But I have faith that I know that Sammy, the Spanish Tweety Bird, is going to come back strong. So I'm not worried about that. I already know that's going to happen. That's already done. The The magic of Tammy says it's been done and the spirits and whatever. Um, so that's okay. This is a temporary setback, but needed for the storyline for Cody, who's been languishing. So and his, is he going to turn? Is he not? What the fuck is this awkward shit going on? This is the way I feel about, I have a lot to say, I'm sorry, um, about Cody is that I have a homeschool group that I'm part of. Well, I'm not part of it anymore. We've distanced ourselves. But there was this kid that was the parent of the main homeschool mom and everybody had to pretend they liked him, you know, because the mom ran all the, the group and the activities and he really wasn't that cool but everybody pretended like they were cool with him because they knew they had to be cool with them for the mom to do all the activities. He's really not a, a totally terrible kid because kids just, there's no, I don't believe in such terrible kids, but come across a little entitled, a little coddled, you know, had to have his way for everything and was had to be like the, 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 the shining star of those events, okay? But secretly they all thought he was a little douchey and uncool. And I feel like this is how Cody's getting treated. So I've just had to tell you that. And then looking forward to sorting, I was, so when I, when this match happened, I thought of this kid, they like, everybody's still nice to him to a certain level and respects that his mom runs shit, but would they hang out normally? No, they wouldn't. So I feel like Cody Rhodes is kind of that person right now where he's kind of like, yeah, you did a lot for AEW. Everybody respects you. But right now you're not getting any love, right? Except for these people don't owe you anything. They're, your mom isn't organizing their activities. So they're being a little open about how they actually feel about you. And so when this Sammy and Cody came out, I wrote, looking forward to sorting Cody's stuff out at some point. Because I feel like we've been in this limbo of, is he going to turn heel? Is he not? What's his role? What's his not? For me, it's just awkward and painful every single time he comes out. And I'm kind of new to the scene. I have no emotions towards him one way or the other. I'm just a casual viewer of what the fuck is going on here because it feels awkward and I don't like it. So I was hoping some shit got sorted out, but I'm not sure that it did. I was not excited about this match. So as a new viewer coming into all this, I'm not really excited when Cody, I was excited for Cody and Malachi, but I don't feel that that had the like <clears throat> fire it could have had with their resolution with their story. So I wasn't excited about this match, but 
I thought Cody did a great vertical suplex. I'm going to give credit where credit is due here. I don't think he's a bad wrestler or anything bad about him. It's just the storyline that I've been dumped into as a new fan. Um, I thought Sammy was pulling out some great good moves. Of course, I'm biased because I think he's amazing. I love that he's young and does all this cool stuff and energetic and it makes me happy whenever I see him. So so does this Cody win that was unexpected and probably pissed a lot of people off move anything forward for us? That's what I really want to know here. And my notes say, I'm reading my notes directly. Hmm. So I don't know. I guess there's no answer to that. I'm not sure that it does. Not a popular uh, ending, I think, you know. I don't, I, I, I liked where, I, I didn't like where we started, but I did actually, you'll be surprised, liked where things ended hmm. because it was unexpected. And I feel like somehow it will move it forward. We just don't know how right now and we need some movement. And I know this isn't popular and my, my notes say not a popular ending for this match. Right. That's the end of my random rambling on this one. I will say this. I will say technically there were some great moves during this match. Absolutely. They wrestled, they wrestled great. Um, the fact that Cody won the belt, I thought was completely ridiculous. Then they did this big cheesy presentation at the end, brought out everybody from the American Nightmare clan there and uh you know did this whole accolades when everybody knows no one wanted cody to win i mean yeah it's it's just like if that kid won something right Right. that we all know that he got because his mom ran the group and that's the only reason you know right so hopefully this is going to push a storyline into a, a different direction that we that you know that that bear some fruit other than this this Cody Rhodes thing because I think it's just I mean he tries to burn himself one week you know now we got this and it's just like uh it's not my favorite part of it all you know what no. I mean? <laughs> so, we're all like uncomfortable and it's just awkward yeah it was just awkward so but yeah I mean that's that's pretty much that's pretty much it on that I we'll see how this goes and we'll report in and check in on it as it goes through but I hope that whatever the resolution is, is that it elevates both of them somehow and there's a payoff for both of them. I'd hate for it to be a thing where only one of them comes out of this because I feel like it would be Cody Rhodes just because we're not, you know, I mean, listen, I love Cody, uh, but I want to see him turn heel. I want to see something else happen. I mentioned this previously a couple of weeks ago when he originally turned heel after the Brody Lee fight. And it was only for like a week or two and he disappeared to go do that show and then came back and he was just normal Cody Rhodes again. That was so disappointing then. I hope they do something different with his character because it has gotten stale. Um, and Sammy needs to come out of this with something because look at, look at how much momentum he's had in the last six to eight months. Um, he started out kind of popular. The inner circle stuff helped a lot. Then he had his little bit of controversy Then they brought him back. Uh, He's been kind of building up slowly since then. Unfortunately, there's this thing going on outside right now. 
uh, outside of I don't the, think the we company. should talk about gossip. About I, I don't think we should either. Yeah. I'm just going to acknowledge the fact that he's been brought up lately for other reasons. And Do I you hope think that affected this result? I don't know. And that's, you know, that's who am I to speculate on that? Um, I, I don't know what's going on in real life. So I, I don't even want right. to pretend that I can understand if he's, if, if, if it's, in, if it's changing his direction. Um, yeah. I just, I, I want to see it's fair because we can't know, you know, what happens in people's personal lives. Well, yeah. we shouldn't, it's none of yeah. our fucking business anyhow. It's right. Not. I mean, that's, not, our, that's doing, not what we watch them for. I'm no. always, you know, I'm always disappointed to hear when people are having any kind of difficulty in their personal life. I hope this isn't as difficult as it sounds like it is for the, the people involved. Um, I, I want to be respectful of it other than that. So uh, like I said, I hope everybody, you know, comes out with something new developed and something, something interesting because it fell flat. I think, I don't know if there was supposed to be a big reaction one way or another, but I, it seems like it's mostly negative right now. Um, fingers crossed something better in 2022 is coming for that title. Yep, we'll see. I want to talk to Chris a bit. I want to talk about this a bit more, Chris, to you right now. Should we stay recording? However they're receiving it is I, because you've been around longer than the rest of us. Uh, For those that don't know that just tuned in, I'm pretty new to this, less than a year. So Chris knows a lot more and he's been on this ride a lot longer. So I defer to him on certain things. So I just want to hear more about like the, like how you feel about for example, when Cody turned heel for that limited amount of time, I came in right after that. Maybe right as, because I remember him having dark hair for a second and not really yep. processing it. And that's but it. I, I just want, want to know, like, so, so when he turned heel, were you, was that exciting for you? Was that a happy moment? Yes. Like, were people really excited about it? So why do you think he turned back? It's either, it's either character it's either what somebody at the show thought they needed at the time it's going to be one of those two or if i mean i would hate to think that it's not a character thing and he really is just delusional and thinks people love him Mm -hmm. um i don't think that's what it is because in order to be delusional you have to not ever be told that people love you people tell him all the time like hey man i look up to you you're great you do this that and that thank you for everything whatever Hey man, uh, you definitely are a Rhodes kid, whatever. I don't think there's delusion there. I don't, I, I really hope this is all somehow storyline and this whole struggle with him turning heel, turning, turning face. I hope it becomes a thing of he, I, it's like I said before, I want him to be a heel without realizing he's a heel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want him to cool. just do, I, I just want him to make worse and worse decisions thinking he's doing the right thing and being so confused as to why people aren't supporting him. Um, I don't like the whole baby face thing for him. It's so boring and it is so tired. Uh, And, and even, you know, if, if he's not going to do it, maybe there could be a new deal with him and um, Dustin. Maybe Dustin can get involved somehow and say, Cody, listen, you know, maybe there could be a storyline there where Dustin, tries to talk some sense into him and Cody just completely loses his shit on him. That would be a real way to turn him really fast is to have him turn back on his brother. Um, I, I don't know how they're going to go with this though. I don't, it seems strange to me because people don't like Cody as a face anymore. It's been done to death. Uh, we're ready to move on, you know, and the program's not going anywhere. 
And I, I, I can't see Tony Khan sitting back there and going, this seems like a good idea. I think we're just going to keep Cody as this American top guy forever. Like that shtick is boring. Who gives a shit? And Dude, there's something new. And there's but so many what other storylines. Is a benefit to him being a heel. Like, what gives a payoff to that? Can you do you have any insight into that? Yeah, I think his character would just be a lot more interesting. I think it would create okay. a lot, a lot of new pairings as far okay. as who he can compete against, what he is able to do in AEW. I mean, like he he said once he lost to uh who was it, Chris Jericho, he would never go for the for the title again, the big title, right? What if heel Cody does go for that title? And he says, fuck you. I don't care what you think. I want that fucking strap. Like right. that would be cool. Yeah. And it opens up so much more that can happen because Cody is an excellent performer. He's awesome to watch. He's very entertaining. His promo skills are there. Like mm-hmm. he is great on the microphone, but there's so much more that can be done to invoke emotion if he starts to turn on the people that he supposedly loves so much. Okay. And especially if it be, if if it's like a like a like he doesn't realize it, I think that would be a great aspect. Yeah, yeah. that is interesting. There's cool. just so much Thank more you it. can do with him. Right now he's already he's I mean, who else can he fight that he hasn't fought yet? Right. I mean I don't know because I've only I haven't I'm less than a year, but I haven't seen right. anything super fun. I really looked forward to the Malachi and him standoff, but it didn't really get as like brutal and cool as I thought it could have been. Yeah. You know. Well, we will see what everything brings and we will see what's coming in on 2022. And we will also do our questions next week. We were, we'll talk about, start thinking about it now. What was the best thing in 2021 and what are you looking forward to in 2022? Uh, Tammy and I will be attending uh, dynamite and rampage this week here in Jacksonville, hometown of AEW. So we're very excited about that. Like I said before, at the beginning of the podcast, I'm going to put some stuff up on like a little video vlog, try to throw some clips in as a separate video. And then we'll do the, uh, we'll do the podcast and talk about different things like that. So yeah, but, if you're in our area, you should like hit us up and let us know. We can meet up there at the, at the yeah, say hi and see what's going on and check all I that. Know stuff I got out. my heels girls there. So yeah, awesome. So until next week, we will talk to you. Well, happy holidays, guys. Happy New Year. I hope everybody has a great New Year. We'll see you soon. Absolutely. All right. Signing off. Happy New Year to you. Be safe. We love you. We'll see you next week.